My wife, Sarah, is a journalist, and when we first met, she was writing about hedge funds, of all things. But after our daughter was born, and we found ourselves living on the very fertile central coast of California, uh, she decided to start a food magazine. And we owned, very happily, that food magazine for seven years. Uh, she was the editor of it, but I was a co-publisher with her. And I am not a foodie, though she is. But being in that environment uh, was a, an amazing uh, side gig for a priest, an eye-opening experience, getting us out into the world of food and hospitality. Got to have exposure to farmers and vintners, fishermen, chefs, restaurateurs. And it turns out there is an inherent spirituality of food. There's a spirituality in the act of hospitality, sharing meals, breaking bread, serving others, giving nourishment, and celebrating flavor. Food literally and figuratively brings life. So we met a lot of interesting characters along the way, and one person who made a big impression on both of us was a winemaker. Uh, somewhat famous and very, um, very eccentric winemaker, kind of a mad scientist of wine named Randall Graham. And some of you may have heard about him. His wine is called Bonnie Dune, and it's sold here as well if you look on shelves. And so Randall studied philosophy before switching to studying winemaking. But he still is a philosopher. It's just what he philosophizes now is the mysteries of harnessing the potential of soil to create exciting wines. And with his ever-present smile, his scraggly ponytail, his intellectual glasses, and his muddy blue jeans and boots, he is a person that you can see standing in one of his fields and putting his hand into the compost and lifting it up and talking about the life force that is in that. That's one of the words that I, I remember hearing him use with love, this life force that he wants to see released. He can see these hidden uh, powers waiting to be born. Now the dialogue, this famous dialogue in the Gospel of John between Nicodemus and Jesus hinges on the idea of birth. Nicodemus, interestingly, is not presented as a good guy or a bad guy. He is a Pharisee. He's a learned member of his religious community, and he comes to see Jesus by night, which is not an accidental detail. The writer of John wants us to know a few things. One thing is that Nicodemus uh, comes by night because he doesn't want others to see that he is going to this alternative rabbi. This person who is getting a following, Nicodemus has questions for him, but he wants to go in secret. And then another meaning of the fact that he went by night goes back to the beginning, the beginning of this gospel. The gospel of John, remember, tells us about the light that shines on the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it, and that Jesus is the light of God. Nicodemus is still walking in darkness. He's walking to his credit toward that light that has intrigued him and called him, but he's still in darkness, he's still in confusion. And you can see it play out in their conversation. 
Jesus tells him that we need to be born from above. And this word from above, it's translated that way. It's anothen. Uh, in the Greek, that word could be born again, born anew, or born from above. When Nicodemus hears it, he thinks it's being born a second time, and it's almost humorous when he asks, so we're supposed to climb back into our mother's bodies and be born again? And of course not. Jesus uh, explains it a little more clearly. He says, actually, you need to be born of water and spirit. This word spirit is important. Pneuma in the Greek. It's like the word pneumatic. And pneuma means spirit, but it also means wind. It also means breath. We can't define these things, but we can encounter them. We can stop to appreciate the presence of spirit, of wind all around us. We can stand in wonder as the spirit blesses our lives. And I think about the wonder of someone like Randall Graham contemplating the soil in his hand and the life force that he cannot define, but he can recognize and he can work to unleash something real, but which we cannot know where it comes from or where it goes. And remember in Genesis, when after all we hear about the spirit giving life to humankind. Remember how that happens. The breath of God, the wind of God, the ruach, the spirit goes into the soil, into the earth, and the first human is made, Adam. The word Adam, of course, is not just a name for a person. It means dirt man. That's us, earth and spirit. This idea of birth has another element to it as well, which is the concept of being a midwife. Sometimes it's not us that are being born, but sometimes we have the opportunity to help the process of birth around us as individuals and as communities. We're called to be midwives. We're called to bring about the birth of new and good things every day, tending the soil of our lives and our communities helping the possibility that things of the Spirit will be born in ourselves and in our world. And we get to do this at St. John's. There are so many incredible stories about this place, about the history um, that this church has experienced, but I'm just as excited about what God has in store for us today, what is being born in us now. And I've been reflecting at this particular time, and I wonder if some of you have as well. It was three years ago. I, I looked on my calendar. Sunday was March 8th, one of the early Sundays in the season of Lent, 2020. And uh, standing out on the steps and greeting people, and some people were starting to wonder if we should be shaking hands. And I remember somebody came up, I think it was Pete Kyle, who said, you know this coronavirus thing, we should keep an eye on it. <laughs> We didn't know that it would be, I think it was Wednesday, when word came out the NBA canceled their games and the bishop announced that we all would not be having church in the physical space. But of course it would just be for a few weeks until probably Easter. We had no idea what was beginning at that time. And in these three years, we're still uh, coming out of this experience. It's not totally over yet. 
But it's interesting because St. John's, this community, is the same, but it is also new. God has more in store for us as we live forward in new ways and continue this long time uh, call that we live into to be a prominent witness in our city and our world of God's grace and God's love, living and breathing and serving as a Christian community born of water and spirit. It has not changed and it's new every day. I've touched on human nature already in this sermon. Something to say, especially as we're in Lent and we're moving toward the cross, toward Holy Week, Jesus' last week. There is the concept that you've probably heard of original sin. But you can also look what happened before the so-called original sin was how we were created in the image of God which has been described by many as original blessing, which is helpful to remember. One of our goals in life is to get back to that origin of who we really are. And with cautionary words, the great preacher William Sloan Coffin commented, human beings, he said, are fearful. And what they fear most is not the evil in the world, nor evil in themselves, it is rather the good in themselves, the good being so demanding. So we repress the good. Never would we have crucified the best among us had we not first crucified the best within us. We are Christ killers because we don't want to be Christ bearers. His point, in spite of how it sometimes looks, there is goodness in our core. And it is difficult to bear that, but we must. What Jesus is asking of Nicodemus and of us is not just to be born anew, but to be born anew in this goodness, which is our birthright after all. The goodness of God is the life force that animates us, that turns the dirt and the mud of our being into life that really is life. In a moment, here we will come around Christ's table and we will share a meal. There will be hospitality. There will be bread and wine that we will be welcome to consume. This bread and this wine both being brought from the soil. As you taste it, you can imagine the hands that brought it from the earth. But as not just bread and wine, but as communion, they're also born of the Spirit. These elements, this bread and the wine, they carry the presence of Jesus by our faith for us to take and eat and to allow the seed of the presence of God to be born new in us this day. Amen.